So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Howdy, hey, Randall K. Coming to you live from Middle Tennessee. Is there an echo in here? Hope not. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn the music volume down just a little bit. And uh, it seems like things are okay. Hey, thanks for joining me on this Sunday evening for another episode of Bible News Radio, specifically Sunday in the Scriptures, um, which I have several for you tonight. And the Scriptures in more ways than one, as you'll find out as we look at who is this Jesus, an abbreviated biblical biography. All right, well, thanks a lot for joining me once again. Uh, we're not on YouTube this evening because we're still unable to broadcast because of our violation of community guidelines with uh, talking about Pizzagate, I don't know, two years ago, whatever it was. Apparently somebody reported it, and uh, you can't talk about pedophiles in government. That's a violation of community guidelines. And so we've got that strike, and then there was, I forget what the other one was, that's like, what? You know, for all these years kind of thing? So, anyway, we're in YouTube jail for the moment, and uh, hopefully we should be out by next weekend and able to broadcast there. Though we're looking at some other things, we're looking at some other platforms to... Uh, broadcast on and more on that um, well watch your email if you're not signed up for uh, the email list um, can you yeah you can scribe there you go to biblenewsradio.com and sign up for the email list there and um, also some things come out on the text message list if you're not there coming up right underneath me right about now it's going under you can text bible news to 33222 33222 that's two threes three twos uh so an sms message text bible news all concatenated to 33222 and you can get on the text uh, message list uh be uh, um advised what's what's the other word i'm looking for i don't know um, kept up to date of things going on in the world of Bible News Radio. So check that out. And um, let's see. I want to see what's going on here in the three platforms ROM where we are on Facebook. Well, <laughs> if you're watching on Facebook, you know that we're on Facebook because that's where you're watching from. And Periscope, I need to bring up the actual broadcast and not just the producer window um i see somebody watching there and someone watching on twitch as well so anytime along this broadcast you want to just say hello and i'll do my best to watch just the three uh platforms and give you a shout out uh even let us know where you're uh, watching from geographically you don't have to give your address or uh, GPS coordinates or anything, you know, city, state, country, something like that. 
city, province, whatever. That'd be cool. Um, so, all right, looking at things here, and um, yeah, all streaming seems to do well. All right, so we're going to look at uh, a number of scriptures tonight, kind of doing a, a topical study, and this could have gone uh, <laughs> several different directions. Uh, just any one of these uh, passages that we'll be looking at tonight could have turned into a whole program or a week's worth of sermons or something, but uh, I just wanted to give a brief um, biblical biography of the Messiah because in our society today, you know, I think that um, some curious people as well as some those who may be in opposition uh, to the church uh, with a capital C. I'm not talking about the Roman Catholic Church or the Lutheran Church or the Methodist Church, whatever the the body of Christ's followers, no matter what their denomination uh, might be. Uh, anyway, there may be some confusion about, well, who is this Jesus, this Yeshua, uh, who is this Messiah? And Unfortunately, he's often uh, misrepresented by those who claim to follow him. And anyway, so hopefully clear up some misconceptions, but I hope more than anything else to create a hunger uh, in you to learn more about who is this Jesus. So I am uh, an, an advocate, as you know, uh, those of you who are regulars, um, Looking to see whoever just popped in over there on uh, Periscope. Sharon, I guess. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the uh, broadcast. And anyway, as I was saying, you regulars know that it is, I um, advocate approaching the scriptures prayerfully. Uh, uh, this is not just, this book does not contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God preserved throughout the ages. Uh, as Hebrews chapter 4 tells us, it's living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and that is about piercing, not about cutting, cutting both ways. It's a, a two-edged sword. It's sharpened to a point, and it pierces as the rest of those verses tell us, uh, piercing asunder um, bone and marrow, soul and spirits, able to discern, discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. Anyway, that was for free. Uh, let's pray and then we'll get into it, shall we? Father God, thank you for this opportunity. I'm thankful, we are thankful for this medium that you provided that we're able to connect and in an electronic way uh, throughout, um, throughout the world, around the globe. And I pray that as we read your word, that it would find place, it would find root in our souls. Uh, our hearts would be strengthened, our souls would be strengthened. And um, not only might we be spiritually nourished, but we also might hunger even more. Uh, that we would have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Uh, knowing that you alone can fill it. Uh, this time is yours to use as you will for our good and your glory. We ask it in that name above all names, the matchless name of Yeshua, our Messiah. All right. 
want to see if anybody else is out there has identified themselves in live streaming land seeing no one i will continue i mean i see you all watching but you haven't you're not all you're not y'all all are not using the chat room y'all um each of those platforms has a chat room and i know there's a way through our a restreaming service to consolidate that and put it back out in the stream but quite honestly i've been too busy um trying to make a living otherwise to to look into that uh anyway let's let's get on with this shall we where is my um dun dun ah helps to there we go sorry about that let's do shall we slide to the slides here we go there we go there we go very good something like that so who is this jesus we're going to be looking at an uh an abbreviated biblical biography Starting with the most important question, uh, we find it here in Mark chapter 8, but also in Luke chapter 9, uh, and I think it's in uh, one of the other Synoptic Gospels as well, but let's look at this. Uh, and Yehoshua, the, um, Yeshua, I should say, I'm trying to get the pronunciation right, that's what those Hebrew letters are. I'm working here from the ISR, the Institute of Scripture Research. Translation of 1998, I know often I use the scriptures uh, 2009 edition, but this is the one that that's currently on Bible Hub, and so when I was putting this uh, slideshow together, uh, it was easier to copy from Bible Hub, and so the ISR, I've got some other translations in here as well, but anyway. So those Hebrew letters, uh, yod Hey uh, vav shin ayin Spell Yeshua, Yehoshua, um, the name of the Messiah, Hebrew name of the Messiah. And Yeshua and his taught ones went out into the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way he asked his taught ones, saying to them, Who do men say that I am? And they said to him, Yohanan the Immerser, or John the Baptist, and others, Eliyahu, a.k.a. Elijah, but others, one of the prophets. Now here's, that was one question. This is the most important question. And he asked them, and you, who do you say that I am? Um, when it comes to life's important questions, that's at the top of the list. That question is the most important question that any of us will ever answer in our lives whether it's whether we ask it of ourselves um, the holy spirit asks of us that still small voice or some other human person asks us who do we say that the person is the historical figure uh yeshua of nazareth jesus of nazareth who do who do you say that he is well uh shimon kepha a.k.a. Peter, he had a great answer, and that is, 
And Kepha answering said to him, You are the Messiah, Mashiach. And that is a great answer. But what does that mean? Uh, Messiah. You are the Messiah. Uh, well, that takes a little bit of understanding of, of what that means. Uh, and throughout the throughout the ages, there have been some different concepts and some incomplete ideas of what it means, the Messiah, who is Messiah. And popping out here, yep, I see y'all watching, but again, the chat rooms are, are the chat rooms not working or what? I don't know. I'm going to put in, I'm going to put a test comment in each one. Let's type this is a test if i can type all right there and then off in zuckerberg land this is a test and this time i'll copy it so i can just paste it in the next one. Oh no no, no. i don't want to do that i just want to boom and over in Twitch, chat room, this is a test. Chat rooms are working for me. All right. So, back to the Messiah. Uh, you are the Messiah, uh, Shimon Kepha said. And a great answer, but an incomplete answer. And that's because there were some incomplete ideas. Even there have been, and there were even back then, in the first century. And as uh, evidence of that, I want to go ahead and take a look at uh, some of those uh, incomplete ideas that we find in the scripture, specifically the New Testament itself. From John chapter 4, the woman of the well, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, and she was talking to him at the time, by the way, who's called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things Okay, well, what does that mean? Tell us all things, like um, everything about ourselves, everything about the way the world works, everything to come. Uh, it's just kind of vague. Uh, also from Yohanan's John's Gospel. Uh, people speaking of him, but we know where this one is from, speaking of Yeshua. And when the Messiah comes, no one knows where he is from. I'm not sure where they got that idea. It's not a biblical one. Uh, apparently, the the rumors were passed down through the ages, uh, verbally, uh, that time, not looking at the written scriptures that had been wonderfully preserved, uh, even at that point, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, that it tells us that he would be born. In, in Bethlehem, that he would be called a Nazarene, that would be called out of Egypt. And maybe that's it because of the different prophecies. They weren't sure how to put them all together, that they were all true of Messiah as far as geographical uh, identification. And maybe because they couldn't see how those fit together, they seemed, they seemed contradictory. Maybe thought, well, no one knows where he's from. Anyway. Another incomplete idea, come from John's Gospel. 
And many of the crowd believed in him and said, When the Messiah comes, shall he do, do more signs than these, which this one did? And so while they believed in him, believed him being the Messiah, there's there's kind of this partial question. It's like, well, this is, this is probably him, because when Messiah comes, would he do any more signs than this? It's like kind of reasoning through it. He must be, you know, in that question is, is um, you know, a shade of doubt in there. Messiah, you know, will Messiah do, um, when the Messiah comes, shall he do any more signs, than which this one did? It's kind of like, well, based on the signs we've seen, this is, this is probably him, but when he comes, it wasn't a resolute, this is Messiah. So, and that's not because he didn't perform enough signs, because he didn't make it crystal clear uh, his identity as Messiah. It's just because there were these incomplete ideas uh, that they didn't know him when he was there. Some of them didn't. I mean, we read Shimon Kepha before that said, you are the Messiah. What's going on here? My slides are not advancing. Um, yeah. And there are several more uh, that we find in the New Testament, but I think this is um, a good example of incomplete ideas. And this is after the resurrection of Messiah. Read and see two of them were going that same day to a village called Amaus or Emmaus, the, some you know English translations read, uh, which was twelve kilometers from from Yerushalayim. And they were talking to each other of all this which had taken place, and it came to be as they were talking and reasoning that Yeshua himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What are these words you are exchanging with each other as you are walking and are so and are sad? And the one whose name was Cleophas answering said to him, Are you the lone visitor in Jerusalem who does not know what took place in these days? And he said to them, what? Like, what, 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 what took place? What are you talking about? I love the Lord's sense of humor. And they said to him, concerning Yeshua of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, in word before Elohim, and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and impaled him. We, however, were expecting, past tense, were expecting that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. But besides all of this, today is the third day since these matters took place. But certain women of ours who arrived at the tomb early also astonished us when they did not find his body, 
they came saying that he had also that they had also seen a vision of messengers who said he was alive and some of those with us went to the tomb and found it as also the woman had women had said but they did not see him so you get this that um from their answer to what 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 things you're talking about and they elaborate on what these things are were and all the things are you know accurate they're saying but they're unable to put them together as as a whole it's like well we were hoping to be the one that was going to deliver Israel but then he went and got himself killed basically the chief priest and you know had him killed and and uh, you know what's weird this is the third day since all of that happened and remember Yeshua he kept talking about he would rise on the third day well this is the third day and that's kind of weird and and then you know to top it all off these these women go to the tomb and they say they saw angels and then he's and the you know they didn't find him there and and these angels saying that he's he's risen from the dead i mean what the heck and so a couple of guys went down there you know these crazy women went down there and see what was going on and they found it just as the women had said so you know what does all this mean well fortunately the messiah uh set them straight stand by And some of those with us went to the tomb and found it, as also the women had said, but they did not see him. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't the vision of the messengers, the angels, said he was alive? Him they did not see. I guess they were expecting to, I don't know what they were expecting, but... Hold on. There we go. And he, Yeshua, said to them, O thoughtless ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Messiah to suffer these and to enter into his esteem? And beginning at Moshe and all the prophets, he was explaining to them in all the scriptures the matters concerning himself. Paraphrase. You thoughtless, you think it through. And, and if you were familiar with what the prophets had spoken, uh, what had been prophesied in the Hebrew scriptures, and you were able to take it all in and put all the pieces together, you wouldn't be freaking out. You wouldn't be uh, wondering what's going on because this was all set forth. This was all prophesied. Now, now that could go, you know, we could look at the hundreds of prophecies concerning Messiah, uh, but I just want to touch on this, this flavor uh, that we find here where...
Or Yeshua says, Jesus says at the be- in beginning, well, it tells us, he didn't say it. He says, in beginning at Moshe and all the prophets, he was explaining to them in all the scriptures the matters concerning himself. Well, that's important because in this uh, abbreviated biblical biography, what we just read there, it says, and beginning at Moshe and all the prophets, he was explaining to them in all the scriptures the matters concerning himself. And I've got there the underlying Greek language. Um, uh, where it basically says, Kai uh, Archimenos, and beginning, apo out of, from Moseos, or Moses, Kaiapo, and from Tanton, all, tone, the propheton, all the prophets. Dear, 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 main newing. Um, he he explained a uh, toys to them and um, tases all of um, tais graphis and explained to them in all of the graphis, the writings, uh, the uh, taperiato, the that about him, um, basically what it says there in English. But I wanted to point out Moses, the prophets, and Graphites, especially writings. Moses, the prophets, and the writings, the things concerning himself. Why is it important, Moses, the prophets, and the writings? Why those three things? Uh, this is review for probably most of you, but because the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh, as it's called, and Tanakh, it, that's an acronym made up of the letters, uh, and I don't think this will let me highlight on here, but um, those are Hebrew letters at the top there. Three letters, Tet, Nun, and Kaf. Tanakh, uh, if you were to pronounce them, it's uh, it's an acronym for Torah, or teaching, which is the books of, which are the books of Moses. Well, the Torah is the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. Um, the Nun for Nevim, Nevim, the prophets. And the Kof for Ketuvim, or the writings. So Moses, the prophets, and the writings. So if we go back and begin at Moshe and the prophets, he explained to them in all the scriptures the matters concerning himself. So basically the entire Hebrew Bible the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. You know, Moses, the prophets, and the writings. He explained to them uh, the things concerning himself. All right, I'm bored. With me so far? Good. All right, I'll pop out to see if anybody's on board. Nobody say anything in the ah. Stacy Lynn says I can see you. That's good. And uh, quiet in Twitchland. Uh, quiet in uh, Periscope land, even though that's where most of the viewers are. All right, so, so, all right, get myself my slides back up here. It's hard to do this smoothly when you're 
running all the tech yourself. Whoops. I wanted to slide that over. Come on. All right. All right, so we've got the Tanakh, Moses, the prophets, and the writings. Well, let's take a quick, real whirlwind tour. And a lot of these things will be familiar to you. But we're going to look some things. Who is this Jesus in the books of Moses, in, Mo in Moses, beginning at Moses, and then in the prophets, and then in the writings of things concerning him? Well, we can start in Genesis chapter 1, and we could even go back to verse 1 about the creation of the earth, but uh, go in there. Um, and Elohim said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creeping creatures that creep on the earth. Now, I think it's important to mention there... Um, that that uh, plural language and is there in the Hebrew. The let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Uh, Elohim itself, as you know by that I am ending. Uh, if you're a Hebrew student, I am. That's the masculine plural. So Elohim is a plural noun, uh, but said is a singular verb. Um, both in the English and in the Hebrew. And throughout the scriptures, we see God, the God of the Bible, the creator of all things, as being um, a multiplex God, for lack of a better word. Uh, um, a single God, but more than one person. It's not something invented by the Catholic Church, just so you know. It's throughout Scripture, and we're going to see some more of that. We compare that with the New Testament in Yohanan's Gospel, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Elohim, and the Word was Elohim. He was in the beginning with Elohim, and all came to be through him whoops that a is from a footnote and without him not even one came to be that came to be so the word here that was in the beginning with uh elohim with god uh, it's important to notice that language in the beginning just like the first book of the bible Genesis or Bereshit is the Hebrew name for the book because that's the first word of the book, Bereshit bara, uh, in the beginning created, Bereshit bara Elohim, etc. Anyway, so that same kind of language is in John and um, and for those of you who are with us, when we went through the Yeshua series, or most of it anyway, from Ariel Ministries, uh, that what we find there in John's Gospel in the first chapter is a uh, mirrors uh, what we find in rabbinic teachings considering concerning uh, the Word of God that the Word of God is the same as God yet separate from God is the agent of creation 
And uh, what well, we see the agent of creation in Genesis, the word of God. God said, let there be, and there was. Uh, we see that uh, the word is the same as God because God created. And uh, we see um, God giving instruction to the prophets. And we see the word being separate from God. And it carries off pretty well in the English translations, but it's really clear in the Hebrew that we read things like, and the word of the Lord came to. And it's a whole different construct than God said, or the Lord said. The Lord said and the word of the Lord came to are completely different verbal, you know, grammatical constructs. And that's why the rabbis of old looking that say, okay, the word of God is the same as God, and the cru- and the Asian of creation, God creates by his word, and not only in creation, but in prophecies of things to come, because things he declares, but the word of God is also separate from God at the same time. The same as and separate at the same time. Well, that didn't make a whole lot of sense in our thinking, in our in our finite world, but in the world of the divine, it's uh, much possible. And so we see that sort of, um, that theology mirrored, that rabbinic theology mirrored in uh, John chapter 1 and God, John's gospel. In the beginning was the word, that, uh, and the word was with, separate, and the word was the same as, he was in the beginning and all came to be through him, the agent of creation. But it's a him, it's not just a a word. Anyway. Next slide. Staying in Bereshit, Genesis, we see in chapter three God speaking to uh the Nafesh, uh translated uh serpent at times, uh, not, not in the fashion, it's so on the, the hush, uh, the, the, the serpent, one of those nun words anyway, the Nahash, the, the serpent, which we kind of think of snake, but that's not necessarily the, the full concept anyway, uh, which we know from other scriptures, we know that to be Hasatan, the adversary, Satan. Anyway, he says to Satan, uh, as manifested in the Nahash, he says, I will put uh, enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed, which is interesting, and her seed. He, singular, shall crush your head, and you shall crush his, crush his heel. Now, it's very interesting that uh, it's her seed, um, because as we know through biology, and even throughout Bible history, um, whether we're talking about the seed of Onan that he spilt on the ground, and uh, or Abraham's seed, or whatever, uh, seed is a masculine thing. And in fact, the word uh, for uh, or, or the yeah noon, the the Hebrew letter noon. Uh, is the picture of a seed 
It looks a lot like a like a sperm cell, quite honestly, but you know, a germinating seed, little head and a tail. Anyway, so but that's always um, everywhere else. The seed is a masculine thing um, because the seed is with man. Yet here in this prophetic uh, judgment. Uh, the enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Well, when does a woman have seed? Well, when it's comes there supernaturally, because it's a supernatural occurrence for a woman to have seed. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 34-35. And Miriam, a.k.a. Mary, said to the messenger, or angel, how shall this be, since I do not know a man? No no seed donor, no sperm donor. And the messenger answering said to her, The set-apart spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. And for that reason, the set-apart one, born of you, shall be called Son of Elohim, or Son of God. Because of this miraculous, supernatural uh, type of birth, where the conception is not via a man, but by God. That's why it's called the Son of God, uh, because he is. All right. Again, that that could be a, a volume on its own, but just doing this abbreviated sort of whirlwind tour here, and we'll get to more. Really, there's more ahead. Um. All right. Bring up my slide shot again. Um. Still here. In the books of Moses, beginning with Moses. Uh, in Leviticus 14, Leviticus, we find the priestly rules. And and we read in verse 1 of Leviticus chapter 14. And Adonai, I'm going to say that, that's the tetragrammaton, the, the proper name of God, or the personal name of God, which... Um, Traditionally, is not pronounced, and so I won't either. Uh, just as any a Jewish reader of the Hebrew scrolls would do when they come to that name, they say Adonai, which is my Lord. Uh, and there are nikudot, there are vowel markings on that word to remind the reader to not try to pronounce it, but to say Adonai, because the vowel markings correspond to Adonai. And uh, and if you were to take those consonants and use the vowel markings from for Adonai, you would come up with something like Yahovah. Uh, but that's not that's not the name anyway. And Adonai spoke to Moshe, Moses, saying, "This shall be the Torah or the the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go." out of the camp, and the priest shall look and see if the leprosy is healed in the leper, etc., etc., and it goes on into a long uh, list of how the leper determines that the leprosy is healed, and uh, the, um, the subsequent sacrifice that the leper makes for his cleansing. Well, okay, well, is... Is Yeshua, is Jesus the leper? Is he the priest? Well, no, neither are those. It's just that, as we know, and uh, Yeshua himself brought out 
that there were many lepers in the time of of Naaman uh, the Syrian, but none of them were healed in 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 all of Israel among uh, the Hebrews. But it was a foreigner that was healed of leprosy, and um, uh, other than a momentary uh, uh, manifestation of God's power in um, Miriam, the sister of Moses, uh, going back, um, we don't see a since the since this law Leviticus a. A, a Jew, a Hebrew, being healed of leprosy, and yet there's there is this uh, long uh, law, as it says, the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing, uh, that was never utilized until we get to Messiah, his ministry, uh, Matthew chapter eight. And see, a leper came and bowed before him, saying, Master, if you desire, you are able to make me clean. And stretching out his hand, Yeshua touched him, saying, I desire it, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Yeshua said to him, See, mention it to no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moshe commanded as a witness to them, to who the priests. Um because they were they knew um you know in in Moshe in the in the Torah uh, through the centuries they'd been passed down the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing and had never been able to utilize it and the opportunity never came up and so they reasoned that that would be a sign of Messiah. That's one of the works he would do, would be to cleanse a leper uh, from among his own people, the Jews. And so as a testimony to them, that's uh, Yeshua cleansed the leper and sent him his way um, to the priest to show them as a testimony to them. All right. What else do we see? In all right, what do we got next? Uh, yes, the prophets. Let's move on to the prophets now, the Nevi'im. And there are several, several passages I could have taken on this. I mean, we could have gone with Daniel chapter seven, Daniel chapter nine, Zechariah twelve ten. We could look at uh, Micah. We could have looked uh, just so many places, so many prophets, so many scriptures concerning Messiah, and in the book of Yeshua, of Isaiah, and um, but I just wanted, I just picked out one that the correlation was so direct to see, and that is in Yeshua or Isaiah chapter sixty-one. We read, the spirit of the master Adonai is upon me, because Adonai has anointed me to bring good news to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim the release of the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of Adonai, and the day of vengeance of our Elohim, to comfort all who mourn, um, etc., 
Where's, where's my clicker? My virtual clicker. Here we go. Fast forward a few hundred years to Luke chapter 4. The scroll of the prophet Yeshayahu, Isaiah, was handed to him, him being Yeshua. And having unrolled the scroll, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of Adonai is upon me. Again, that A is from a footnote. I didn't clip that out and didn't cut that out. I should have. Because he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set to send away crushed ones with a release to proclaim the acceptable year of Adonai. And having rolled up the scroll, he gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the congregation were fixed upon him. Going to stop there. Why? Well, he read his one having authority, sure. But remember, um, uh, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord of Adonai, and the way the scripture goes, to proclaim the acceptable year of Adonai and the day of day of vengeance of our Elohim, to comfort all who mourn, etc. He didn't say the vengeance of the day of vengeance of our God, our Elohim. He stopped at proclaim the acceptable year of Adonai. Uh, stopped in the middle of a verse and rolled up the scroll. It's like, what the what? Well, you, you didn't finish. Why did you stop there? Well, because, as we find out, and he began to say to them, today this scripture has been filled in your hearing. The first part, the acceptable year of Adonai and the setting for you, the captives, healing the brokenhearted, a recovery of sight to the blind, all that was being fulfilled in that, in that time of Messiah and his ministry. The day of vengeance had not come. That's a future day. That's a thing. And that's part of what we see in the disappointment in the, his first coming as people had uh, conflated uh, many prophecies concerning the Messiah into a single... Uh, a single chronological event. He would come, he'd uh, do all, you know, give sight to the blind, uh, release the captives, heal the brokenhearted, all that, and he would uh, execute wrath on the nations and restore uh, Israel to prominence. Uh, to to you know reestablish the Davidic line. Uh, the kingdom, uh, which there will be no end, but that's a future day. So to that point, he stopped mid-verse because in his first coming, that much had been fulfilled. It wasn't time for the rest of it. All right, moving along. Virtual clicker, where are you? Boom. Uh, another one for the prophets. I took this out of Zechariah, uh, chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Sion, or Zion. 
Uh, shout, O daughter of Yerushalayim, see, your sovereign is coming to you. He is righteous and endowed with deliverance, humble and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. And as hundred years later, Matthew chapter 21, other places in the Gospels, but, and when they came near to Yerushalayim and came to uh, uh, Beit, uh, yeah, Fog, I don't know, um, at the Mount of Olives, then Yeshua sent two taught ones, saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and straight away you will, uh, you shall find a donkey tied and a colt with her, loosen them and bring them to me, and if anyone says whatever to you, you shall say the master needs them, and immediately he shall send them. All of this took place that it might be filled what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Sion, See, your sovereign is coming to you meek and sitting on a donkey, even a colt, the foal of a donkey. So, it, just real clear, if it wasn't clear, uh, that what was prophesied is there, he fulfilled uh, in that. Okay, I'm going to pop out again, check these chat rooms. Memo car twenty ninety one twenty one was with us. Uh, hey, Gina can hear me. That's good. And y'all are quiet on Twitch still. All right, gosh, just a little over ten minutes to go. I need to pick this up. Yeah, I do. All right, so prophets. Let's go on to the writings, shall we? And again, I, I kept those footnote letters and I didn't... Anyway, there were several, several, I mean, we could go through the Psalms. In fact, later on in Luke 24, uh, we see Messiah Yeshua with the apostles and and it says he explained to them from the Psalms, or showed them from the Psalms, uh, the things concerning himself. The Psalms are, are just rich or jam-packed uh, with uh, Messianic prophecies and, and talking about Messiah. But um, I, I just, for the sake of time i just chose one psalm 2 because it is so rich there's so many things in it um let's take a look i'm just gonna read it why do the gentiles rage and the peoples meditate emptiness the sovereigns of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against adonai and against his messiah and say let us tear apart their bonds and throw away their ropes from us. He who is sitting in the heavens laughs. Adonai mocks at them. Then he speaks to them in his wrath, and troubles them in his rage, saying, But I, I have set my sovereign in Sion, uh, my set-apart mountain. I inscribe for a law. Adonai has said to me, You are my son. Today I brought you forth. Ask of me, and I will make the Gentiles your inheritance, and the ends of the earth your possession. 
Break them with a rod of iron, dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. And now be wise, O sovereigns, be instructed, O rulers of the earth. Serve Adonai with fear, and rejoice with a trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be enraged, and you perish in the way, for soon his wrath is to be kindled. Blessed are all those taking refuge in him. Wow, so much there. Uh, there's this there's this joint rulership with um, God and his Messiah. And uh, the, the, the godless nations want to throw off their bonds uh, from them. They don't want the, that rulership that's of God and his Messiah. And the Messiah, his sovereign, that will sit on the throne. And, and and eventually rule over the world, not these not these earthly kings that want to rule the world. Uh, they're in for a rude awakening uh, when Messiah comes in the day of uh, the day of the vengeance of our God, and uh, wrath is poured out upon an unbelieving world. And then Messiah sets up his kingdom of which there will be no end. I know there's a whole lot and there's a lot to digest and in one shot, but hey, it is what it is. This is an abbreviated biography, an abbreviated biblical um, biography, Messiah. Um, let's just push on through a summary uh, that we find in uh, the epistle Colossians, uh, written by another famous Jew, uh, Shaul, or Paul, the apostle, and there's like this, a couple of running, run-on sentences that are just so full of stuff, uh, truth, and facts about the character and the identity of Messiah that are just so rich and uh, I should have probably just taken this, these first uh, verses, first few verses, not first one, but you know, from the first chapter of Colossians, and turn that into a whole week of stuff. But read along with me. This is also why we, from the day we heard, have not ceased praying for you and asking that you be filled with the knowledge of his desire, speaking of Messiah, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding to walk worthily of the master, pleasing all, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of Elohim, being empowered with all power according to the might of his esteem. For all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has made us fit to share in the inheritance of the set-apart ones in the light, who has delivered us from the authority of darkness and transferred us into the reign of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, who is the likeness of the invisible Elohim, 
of the firstborn of all creation. And that's not what you think it means, Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, because in him were created all that are in the heavens and, and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or rulerships or principalities or authorities, all have been created through him and for him. And he is a before all, and in him all hold together. And he is the head of the body, the assembly, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that he might become the one who is first in all. Because in him all the completeness was well pleased to dwell, and through him to completely restore to favor all unto himself, whether on earth or in the heavens, having made peace through the blood of his stake, or his cross. This is an pro JW thing, anyway. And you who were once estranged and enemies in the mind by wicked works, but now he is completely restored to favor in the body of his flesh through death, to present you set apart and blameless and unreprovable before him. If, indeed, you continue in the belief, founded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the expectation of the good news which you heard. Wow, where to go with that? Um, let's talk about this firstborn thing real quick. Uh, uh, the firstborn of all creation, then we see him as the uh, firstborn from the dead. Well, which is it? If you know, um, Certain cults out there would tell you that, that Father God created the Son of God, and then the Son of God created everything else. But no, he's not a created being. All have been created through him and for him. He is before all. Before anything was, he is. And in him all hold together. That's uh, mutually exclusive, that he's not a created person. So first born of creation means that he's the, he's the progenitor of creation. He is the um, the 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 first, you know, the the beginning of all. And so the firstborn from the dead, again, he's the progenitor. He is the prototype of resurrection. Um, uh, as he told, uh, was it Mary or Martha? I think I'd know. Uh, it said, you know, I'm speaking of Lazarus. I know my brother will live again. You know, he'll rise and res he'll be in the resurrection. Yeshua said, I am the resurrection and the life. Um, it's not that resurrection is some sort of power separate from him and that he possesses and then is able to channel through him. No, he is the resurrection. He is the firstborn from the dead. He is the, he is the progenitor of, of, of resurrection and the first one uh to have a glorified resurrected body and we'll 
be like him one day and that's a whole nother thing those who have put their faith in him and just like john writes in his first epistle um that god has given us eternal life and this life is in his son uh he is the eternal life is in him it's not a thing that he possesses and able to you know transfer on because he belongs to the organization of eternal lifers no he <laughs> eternal life is in him he is the he is the source of the resurrection he is eternal life he is the originator of it um and wow here it is top of the hour already i thought this wouldn't even go an hour um but you know me i'm so long-winded and I get off on these tangents. Um, let's just take it down to this. That Jesus, the Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah, is not some new religion born in the first century. Um, that uh, just another one of these things that people made up to deal uh, with a guilty conscience um it's not it's not a religion of rules and regulations and traditions uh it's not something born in the vacuum this is uh he is the promised messiah promised from uh, uh more than a millennia before he came physically uh to the earth the going way back there to creation in the garden God's plan of redemption to uh, reconcile a sinful mankind to himself, uh, a mankind that could not save himself, is not worthy of eternal life, is not, is not fit for a relationship with the divine creator of all things, the eternal God, and so initiated a mediation there's one mediator between god and man the man yeshua messiah jesus christ who represents both god and man who is the only possible mediator one who was both god and man and on god's part um exacted um punishment who exacted wrath but on man's part, stood in for man as a recipient of that wrath, uh, a mediator beyond any earthly mediator, uh, was able to both mete out and receive uh, the wrath of God for sins. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, this has been an abbreviated... <laughs> Biblical biography, again, it's at the beginning. Uh, I hope it raised more questions than answers, but it created a hunger to want to know, uh, to know not only who is this Jesus, but to know him, not know just who he is, but know him uh, personally, experientially, by um, receiving him and placing yourself in him um, having an exchange where you surrender yourself to him and and he comes to 
live in you. It sounds crazy, but it's it's true. And I and millions of others can testify to the reality of it. But even if it's not our word, it's take the scripture uh, at its word, the scripture that's been miraculously preserved uh, for millennia or one, you know, close to two millennia. And I guess a little over two millennia, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, over two millennia. I can do math, really, I can. Um, and it's it's living and active. It's, it's not some dusty old book. It's, it's something that contains ancient prophecies that were fulfilled and ancient prophecies that are being fulfilled today, like in the very nation of Israel. Um, the only nation in human history ever that was wiped out and then came to re- be restored in a day, uh, May 15th, 1948. Uh, and uh, where all the people came back into land and with their original language and and the <laughs> and the books of their faith. And it's just, anyway, it's... Yeah, astronomical, well, impossible odds. Uh, but not just amazing because it's against all odds that Israel would be born again as a nation, reborn as a nation. Anyway, but but that this was foretold and be coming from all directions. And uh, it's it's amazing. This This book has divine fingerprints all over it. And you do best to study it if you know Yeshua as Messiah, to keep looking into it, to keep finding him, just as he, to those two, two guys on the road to uh, Amaius, uh, you know, beginning at Moses and in the prophets and all the writings explaining things to himself, continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of Messiah continually get to know who he is uh, through what's been written. Um, And if you don't know him, uh, seek him out, prayerfully seek him out. For me, it was, it started with a simple, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. Uh, And he did. All right. I won't keep you any longer. Uh, Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Uh, again, I just hope more than anything else, uh, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness uh, was stirred in you that can only be uh, filled in a relationship uh, with the promised Messiah. Uh, let's see, where am I looking? I'm trying to get things all set up to close this thing out. and Hard to look at the camera and do that and push buttons and all that. Just so you know. All right. The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace. And remember to be bold. You're going to need it as the days go on. Be bold. Stand up. Just don't be bold, stand up, and shout, but be bold, stand up, and go with God. Because he loves you very much. He's proven it. God demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, 
Christ, Messiah, died for us. Um, and he proves his love every day. We can be bold. We can stand up, people. Uh, we'll catch you, Lord willing. If the trumpet and the shout of the archangel don't come first, uh, we'll, and, uh, or we otherwise meet our earthly demise, uh, we'll join you on a Friday evening, uh, the whatever day it is. Let me pull up a calendar. I'm over time already, so why not? Uh, the 29th, January 29th. 2021 will be with you again and by that time we should be able to broadcast on youtube and we might have some other announcements for you all right good night god bless bye